Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Companion, the internet's premier Star Trek podcast, <laughs> hosted by yours truly, David, and Zach. There's truly Zach. <laughs> um, if you're not a, if you haven't listened to us before, we are um, we're a podcast about Star Trek, and we're we're examining each episode as the timeline progresses, and we're doing it by star date. And you can follow us on our website, thestarcompanion.com, and you can find the, the timeline there, and you can watch along with us. We're having a lot of fun watching these episodes and discussing them with you, for you. And you can also find us on every major podcasting platform. You can find us on Instagram. Yay, yay. You can find us on Patreon. Yay, yay. And you can find us on YouTube. We're everywhere, baby. What, what? That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I said, number one premier Star Trek podcast Pre- on the internet. Premier. Yeah. Got to tell you, much better than anything I've done thus far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Thanks. And so um, today we're going to be uh, discussing season one, episode six of Enterprise. Um, and the name of the episode is The Andorian Incident. And I'll, I'll lead off by telling you guys that this is my co-host's favorite, favorite episode of season one. I think so. Uh, early, early, early uh, go around. I think this might be it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Star date six one nine two one five point one. By mm-hmm. the way, produced actually by uh, Roxanne Dawson, who plays yeah 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 yeah, who plays uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, she, she's the half Klingon um, engineer oh, in, in Voyager. Balana. Mm-hmm. Belana yep. Torres. Oh no, yeah. shit! Yep. Wow. Uh, directed by her. Huh. That's yeah. pretty cool. I, you know, then that's something that I just love about Star Trek. I love that they bring on, you know, cast members as, as producers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just such a testament to how strong the brand is. 
that and and how confident they are with their talent that they bring in people that you know have worked on the series to come in and and, and direct these episodes yeah it's uh it 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 makes it adds a sort of family to it a sort of sense of definitely you know this is star trek this is family this is a safe space where you can explore your creative endeavors mm-hmm. um, boldly go where wherever you want no man ever want wherever ever, you want. ever went before ever <clears throat> man or woman so do you want to we want to summarize this episode for everybody sure okay uh or at least my... start off on the summary <laughs> yeah my non-long-winded summary is uh enterprise and co are out exploring the galaxy and they're looking at a star map and go archer says hey there's nothing on this star chart here from the vulcans but right to I have... paul Huh? Right Isn't that crazy? Because when you look out the window, there's a planet here. I think we should stop. And Paul says it's a Pajem, a Vulcan holy site where they engage in Kolinar. They purge themselves of their emotions. Mm-hmm. It's actually the first time it's ever been uh, shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she also kind of, she's hesitant. And she kind of advises them not to go. But dad yeah. says, you know what? Let's go pay him a visit. His dad yeah. knows best, and mom is just a she's a buzzkill. Mom's just being a buzzkill, man. <clears throat> mom dad never. just wants you know. Yeah. Mom never. My mom never. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so they end up going down there, and to Paul's got a lot of rules, and mm-hmm. Archer and and Trip are very like, oh, yes, okay, definitely, okay. we'll follow those. All right. I love how to... she lays out the rules, by the way, and immediately Archer's like, man, the star... going through Starfleet was a lot hey. harder. And it's like, dude, you came up with this idea. Why are you bitching? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Romulan ale. Just kidding. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not blue. It's definitely whiskey. <laughs> you know what, dude? I'm going to buy some food coloring. You should. <laughs> Next time. You like St. Patty's Day. <laughs> uh, so they show up at Pajem mm-hmm. at the temple and they're greeted things look a little things are odd yeah things are in disarray there's uh an oddly perched artifact oddly perched <laughs> we better call starfleet command <laughs> you know i i wonder if they purposely wrote this shit to be like <clears throat> Let's just clown, mm-hmm. you know. Um, quickly, the Vulcans have had it good for too long. We need to clown on them a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, things seem to be in disarray. And Archer, through his brilliant snooping around, finds in a reflection an Andorian hiding little, behind the wall. A little blue man. A little blue man. And uh, I believe this actually isn't Shran yet, is it? Mm-mm. No, it's not. And uh, so they get into a fight. They knock over the little tapestry wall thing. And uh, then a bunch of extra Andorians show up. And take them hostage. And take them hostage. And the reason why the Andorians are there is because they think there's some sort of deep space communications array. Long range sensor array. Long range sensor array. There you go. 
and the Vulcans deny profusely. They say, you know, this is our monastery, this is our sanctuary world. We're, oh, we're... <laughs> we couldn't possibly have an array here. It's a whole planet. What sensor are you talking about, Mr. Policeman? <laughs> oh, the sensors. We don't have them here. Um, um, you know, and they, the Vulcans are like, no, this is our, this is our culinary, culinar, culinary. <laughs> this is our culinar planet. Whoa. Why, would, why would we have, why would we have uh, technology here? And so, you know, they start beating up Archer, you know, because they think Archer, Archer's arrival is a little bit too coincidental. And they're like, dad you know knows. Yeah, this guy, number one, he seems like my dad. Number two, <laughs> there's something afoot here. And we really think this long range of sensors here. And we're, we're going to find it this time. You know, because one of the one of the one of the monks says that they've came, you know, maybe like two or three times before and they get all agitated and get all in a huff. Mm. break some shit and leave which i find hilarious (laughs) i fucking love it and then so when they're beating up dad it's commander shran Mm -hmm. i think tylek tylek shran tylek shran Mm -hmm. who i personally think is one of the best characters in all star trek jeffrey combs is a fucking gem well and he becomes a really pivotal character in, in enterprise doesn't he he does he becomes kind of a he becomes indebted to archer due to this episode mm-hmm. and then they do this kind of back and forth thing it's unfortunate enterprise ended for four seasons in because allegedly shran was going to become a regular member on enterprise that would have been cool which would have been dope <clears throat> but we do get to know that as shran's beaten up archer we get the first utterance of i think the best name call ever Answer me, pink skin. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm in. I think it's about yeah. Episode six. I'm mm-hmm. in. Let's go. He calls them pink skins. That's right. It's time for pigmentationism. Yeah. You know this whole. We've got all this anti-Vulcanism nonsense. Let's get some pink skinism in here. Yeah. Don't get your antennas in a twist. Yes. Those little feelers on top of their head. Did you know they have puppeteers for those? If I don't know if you looked in the credits. Oh, do they really? <laughs> yeah. So they had two different puppeteers who had to, you know, control yeah. these the whole time. I would have loved. I, you know, that's that's my dream in life is to find just a useless job like that and make a ton of money doing it. You know, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, actually pulling it with strings. God damn it. So, anyway, they're beating up Archer. Archer doesn't know anything. They're thrown in with the rest of the monks. Mm -hmm. And the monks reveal, you know, I mean, Tran Tran basically destroys all the communicators so they can't communicate with Enterprise. Yep. And so, you know, while they're hanging out with all the other monks, the monks are like, actually, we have an old communication system in the basement, in the catacombs. To which Trip and Archer are like, oh, really now? Oh, <clears throat> you have technology? Hmm. And so they go down there, they figure out how to work the emitter array because, you know, Trip says, I ain't never met a uh, radio I couldn't fix. Mm-hmm. And they fix it, they contact 
Enterprise. Uh, Enterprise. They, they say don't send down a an away team because they know how they know how testy Malcolm Reed is. Mm-hmm. He's ready to get in there. He's ready to knock some knock some skulls together. <clears throat> but they say, hold on, let us come up with a with an idea first, and they do be, come up with an idea. And the idea is to detonate some some charges inside the catacomb caves. Mm-hmm. Come out, surprise the Andorians, and shoot them up a little bit, and get them all in a tizzy, and and escape. Much and, to the disgust of the Vulcans. Yeah, <laughs> we don't like violence. We'd rather sit here in this room and and face maybe getting executed over a lie. <laughs> we couldn't possibly endure more bad scent. <laughs> Jesus Christ! They so, reveal the nasal agent. Yeah, they do. Yep. Which I found thoroughly hilarious. Um, (laughs) So this plan works, and a fight breaks out, and it descends into the catacombs and Mm -hmm. past the catacombs into an area called the Reliquary, where all the ancient Vulcan relics are found. And the firefight, you know, they just start destroying relics left and right. Fuck those relics. Fuck those old Vulcans. We're done with them. You know, it's, it's... it's not time to talk anymore. It's time to shoot. It's time mm-hmm. to fight. And by God, that's what they do. Until Archer, luckily, finds a curtain. With a Sus- pristine chrome Yeah. A susp- door. Suspicious, suspiciously placed curtain mm-hmm. over a suspiciously new door. <laughs> Just a rate. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, literally... Obviously, that's my house behind here. <laughs> and I like how he has the presence of mind during a firefight to just be like, "Yeah, what's behind that curtain?" Like he Hold wouldn't be, like he wouldn't be panicked and shooting wildly. <laughs> you know, and I like how when they open the door, there's all these Vulcans just doing um, stuff in there, little iPads and shit. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Oh well, yeah, I guess someone opened the door." Uh, so, no like, big. like Zach said, they open the door and. Lo and behold, there's a long-range sensor array, and mm-hmm. the fight ends in a ceasefire. Archer allows Tran and the Andorians to come in, and in an uh, act of diplomacy, he gives Tran to Paul's little scanner, and Tran looks at Archer and coldly says, he's now in his debt. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how the episode ends. This, by <coughs> the way, is the beginning of the Federation. This is, is really? the first the first pivotal moment of the Federation. You know, cooperation amongst aliens beyond just the Vulcans and humans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this little seed that uh, happens. So we're led to believe that the diplomacy and the uh, wherewithal of Archer here doing mm-hmm. the right thing is the uh, the initiation. You know, what's, what's interesting is that the monks and T'Pol mentioned that they have a treaty with the Andorians. And yeah. I imagine this long-range sensor would violate the treaty. So, you know, they've always kind of been at odds. And I assume they've been at war probably sometime in the past. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I imagine this, this would probably violate that treaty. And it's, I mean, obviously they don't go to war because Tran comes back and, mm-hmm. and helps in later episodes. But it's just interesting to think that like nothing comes of that uh yeah. on a intergalactic level Savala's pissed later on oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny you're like but 
you know, you you did that. You did lie. <laughs> and Vulcans don't lie, so yeah, that's yeah, kind of weird. weird. Oh my God, yeah, Vulcans don't lie. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker Jones over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continuity Jones right here. <laughs> Continuity Jones. I always <laughs> say that about you. Did you Thanks. know that the the Gorn were originally supposed to be the villains in this episode? The Gorn. I'm not the sure. Gorn. I'm familiar with the Gorn? Who are they? You know that video I took of kirk fighting with that lizard man oh okay that's the gorn and uh which personally i would have enjoyed yeah that is probably the best fight in all of star trek in all of tv yeah oh my god (laughs) you know in discovery Mm -hmm. uh which we'll be covering later is uh in the most recent episode no two episodes ago michael Mm -hmm. burnham throws in a full hand uh, one of these Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my god that's it one of the uh heimlich maneuver (laughs) on the back punches on the back (laughs) and that episode was uh directed by two takes frags two takes frags and uh but anyway so the gorn were replaced uh by the andorians Mm -hmm. because unlike the andorians they were considered to be unable to talk Mm mm-hmm which I think is a really interesting sort of continuity point in that the Gorn didn't talk when they were with Kirk. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking alligator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they, they're they able to trek across the galaxy, but they just roar at each other. Just yeah. growl. <laughs> oh, man. Uh other continuity. So, yeah, this episode depicts the first contact between Starfleet and the Andorians. It was mm-hmm. the first episode to prominently feature Andorians since the animated series is The Time Trap in 73. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the first of many with Andorians owing human a favor or vice versa. Mm-hmm. First episode in which Malcolm Reed commands a ship in absence of Archer, T'Pol, and Tucker. Uh, it further establishes that the Andorian system, as David said earlier, that the Vulcans and them are our neighbors which was uh, first implied in DS9 in Mm -hmm. uh, the episode In the Pale Moonlight. And before using the transporter, a concerned tactical crewman says he has heard stories regarding transporter usage by humans. Some of these stories are elaborated in Daedalus, which I believe is the episode where Hoshi gets trapped Mm. uh, in the data stream. Uh, This is... uh, While harassing T'Pol, Tholos mentions... Kalafi, although not by name, but calling it Vulcan mating ritual, a ritual performed by Kirk and Spock in Amok time. Nice. The one where they <laughs> fight with the giant Q-tips. I believe that's it, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's also the first episode where dad and mom snuggle up under a blanket. Yeah. And then after a classic dad-mom fight, mom rips away the blanket. Yeah. And leaves dad cold. That's how it should be. It should be. Yeah. Dad deserved that. You know, You know, Dad just charged right into this planet without thinking. And that's his problem. And I've said it since day one. You have said that since day one. He plays and I, too fast and too loose. I think, you know, one of, his other, one, one of the other main problems of Dad here is this is overacting. <laughs> when he comes back from getting beat up and he's like... <sighs> he's all out of breath like he just went on a run. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dad. Play cool, dog. 
though, you know, this is this is the same guy who built models growing up. So, you know, maybe it is appropriate. <laughs> Just from a continuity standpoint, mm-hmm. that's all I'm concerned <laughs> Further continuity here. Um, it's implied in this episode that Reed came up with the future stipulations that landing parties had to check in every 10 minutes and scan for alien ships before arriving at their destination. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know... Next thing you know, they're going to be inventing the Prime Directive or something like that. You know, it's just crazy. It's like it's a prequel. Foreshadow. But, uh, so yeah. Uh, I very much enjoyed this episode because Jeffrey Combs is a fucking gem of a human. <laughs> he really is. Such a fun actor. Yeah. Um, what else has he been in? You know, uh, last week I saw the first episode of DS9 that mm-hmm. he was in. Um, he's in DS9 a lot. I think he shows up in Voyager and he plays Shran all through this. Wow. So the so Andorians he... live pretty long then. He's not always Shran. <clears throat> oh, okay. So who yeah. does he play in Voyager and DS9? A different well, Andorian? No, no, not even. Just some random aliens. Oh, okay. Well, I was watching. I forgot what episode it was. Um I was watching it, and I heard this man talk, this alien, excuse me, mm-hmm. speak in a very direct, you know, sort of seething manner. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, it's Shran. It's Combs. Yeah. And it's so man Combs. It's like when you're watching Law & Order, and you're just like, I think I've seen him before in a past Kong episode. Kong. <laughs> yeah. He was that rapist. He was, and now he's a delivery man, and that's weird. You know, it took me a long time to realize that SVU was always about rape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was always like, again? Yeah. I mean, it's Law & Order is so far down the, the line right now. I, I just, I used to love the original Law & Order, and now mm-hmm. SVU, like every five minutes, they're playing the music. Yeah, I want to watch Method Man. <laughs> but, you know, the show just doesn't do it for me. Method Man's in the new one? I don't know, man. I know he's oh. in one of them. Ice-T? Ice-T's in it. Ice-T for sure is, but yeah. Method, Method Man plays one of the main <laughs> detectives. I think if you're a celebrity of any stature and have lived in New York for any amount of time, you just end up on Law & Order. They're just yep. like, hey, you available today? We're going to shoot an episode. You want to make quick five bucks? <laughs> yeah, the Snapple guy, the construction from the com- construction guy from the commercial? <laughs> yeah. Hi! I like Snapple. <laughs> I yell like this because I'm thirsty. Um, yeah, you know, good lines like infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Yes, I love I that think, line. I think one of the best parts of Enterprise are Flox's uh, philosophical thoughts at breakfast or some meal. Mm-hmm. You know, he really ties it all together. Yeah, and you know, I think like I said, maybe a couple episodes ago, he plays the, the role of not only doctor, but like psychologist. Mm, he's counselor. <clears throat> counselor. He has a yeah. very holistic like role, you know, on mm-hmm. board the ship. And now he's also playing kind of the role of that Whoopi Goldberg played on TNG, Guiding. which is yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of a guy you just go to and, and just bounce ideas off. But these earlier episodes, he's more, because he just seems so more, so much more excited to be there than everybody else, and everybody, mm-hmm. you know, like he seems to kind of spark like this that sense of wonder and enjoyment in other people. Yeah, I mean, he looks at it like a science experiment. Mm-hmm. 
which I think is kind of how it should be. Yeah, it keeps everybody grounded. Yeah. I was looking for some essential oil <laughs> to really send home the holistic approach here. <laughs> yeah. I had none. Let me just grab my bat and the little mini cage over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I I very much enjoy this episode. Love Combs. Love the Andorians. I love mm-hmm. the conflict. The conflict, I think, begins to hopefully start swishing between this Vulcan human racism mm-hmm. to, oh, my God, there's bigger things out there. Yeah, and, you know, it, it just it displays, you know, that even though the Vulcans are logical and they've been helping the humans out and they help other races out with, you know, getting to be more technologically advanced, it, it, it shows that, you know, when you have that type of power and you have that type of arrogance about your intellect and your ability, mm-hmm. you know, you can't abuse it. And, you know, this they reap, they reap what they sow. I'm trying to see if the next episode... Mm-hmm. It is not. It's called Breaking the Ice, which made me think that it was the... Borg episode? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's too bad. David loves the Borg. I love the Borg. They're my favorite. I actually tried to find a Borg flag to put oh my behind God. me. Um, but all the ones that I found were either too small or they're like a paper poster. And I want, I want something like yours. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll make mine own, my own, mine own, mine own. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So yeah. Anyway, this has been Great the Star episode. Companion. Great episode. They actually ranked this, I believe, like number one hundred out of the one hundred essential Star Trek episodes to watch. Word. Yeah. And you know. Whoa. Like, I mean, I, I, my knowledge of of Enterprise only goes so far, but I do know that this is a pivotal moment for enterprise because they introduced shran i know Mm -hmm. shran comes back in a few episodes and helps out and then like you said they kind of go back and forth over the next couple seasons yeah and he is a good character i will give you that thanks yeah i know i don't give you a lot but i'll give you that he doesn't he really doesn't (laughs) um so yeah thank you all for listening yeah, you can find us on Instagram. You're probably listening to us on a podcast platform right now. Tell your friends. Um, tell your friends. Uh, I think at this point, the video should be live on YouTube because I, I've edited already the first two. So Fuck yeah. It's getting a little bit faster. We'll, we'll see if I can keep up with the audio portion of it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah, yeah, we just want to get it out there for everybody. Yeah, send us an email, thestarcompanion at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, take care of yourself.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.